a film that just goes to show you, you can take the boy out of the vampire town, but you can't take the boy out of the 17-year-old vampire. This week on King Me, a return to Salem's Lot. Me, baby king me we're oh, back i feel back <laughs> what hi welcome to king me i'm dan gagliardi i am robbie Vaughn. and we are full of piss and vinegar why <laughs> why are we in such good spirits <laughs> six slices of pizza baby uh, not me i cut it down to four I people did. wondering how i maintain this physique <laughs> you cap it at four no, I also had four. I think that's why we're doing great right now. Yeah. We are carbo-loaded, but not carb-overloaded. <laughs> ah, ah, great. Terrible, <laughs> terrible start. <laughs> Welcome to King Me. This week we're talking about a uh, sequel. It's, to, it's kind of a sequel. <laughs> you, well, it's a spiritual follow-up. It's in the same universe, or is it? I was thinking about this on the way over here. It's is it even canonical to the Salem's Lot universe? I'm going to say no. Uh, I do want. Right. I just want to uh, draw attention to your intro. I did not know what you were going to say, <laughs> and I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> and I Thanks. almost, I almost laughed directly into the microphone. I had to hold it. Oh, in. that would be a first for this show. Yeah, don't no. laugh. It's a joyless program. So this movie, uh, it's a sequel to Salem's Lot. Our second episode, right? That was the second. It was the second episode. Yeah, we're we're taking it back. All the way back. Yeah. God, we were so young. Sequel in name only, really. Literally in name only. Um, you might have noticed I didn't do a tagline. Usually at, in the intro, I say the tagline of the movie. This movie has no tagline. The closest thing I could find to a tagline was based on characters by Stephen King. Right. And it should be noted that Stephen King had absolutely nothing to do with this. No, zero. Yeah. Where, Honestly... Based on characters is even an exaggeration because none of the characters <laughs> from the, the ca first one yeah. are in this, which is really weird because based on the opening scene, mm. you would think that they were going to continue the story of that character. Yes. So if you haven't uh, seen Salem's Lot or listened to the archives, right? Um, that movie ends in South America. It Right. It ends in South America with the main characters sort of uh, beginning, I guess, their quest to eradicate vampires. Yeah, they're they're on the run from vampires, but also killing vampires. Yeah, and that's uh, their that's their whole deal. And this movie opens... it took us three hours to get to that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, and, and not like... before a man burst out from behind a changing screen <laughs> right. and slugged someone in the mouth right in and the then kisser. left. <laughs> then he left. Yeah, one anyway. shot and him out. But look, I we this what is this a high school reunion? No, let's live in the present. This is it. Return to Salem's Lot. This movie <laughs> opens in um, the cheapest rainforest set you could ever hope to see. It, it's probably Florida? It's probably a rainforest cafe. <laughs> Realistically. There's an animatronic elephant yeah, flying. You didn't, yeah, you didn't notice parrot. that half of a gorilla <laughs> that kept beating its chest the exact same way? Yeah. Uh, can you bring up uh, number five? Yeah. Just for... for for drops. I have I have a lot of audio that I pulled for this and 
because there's so many insane fucking lines in this movie. Yeah. This movie is batshit crazy. It, and I couldn't I couldn't just narrow it down to like a couple quick little clips. No, these are there entire are no, scenes I imagine. Yeah. There's no Oh, that hurts my parts. The whole movie hurts yeah. your parts. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> lunatic shit and yeah. I'm Okay, so Maximum Overdrive, I think we can both agree, was a joyless exercise. It was, we had to <laughs> yeah. do it. Right, we had, it, it was, that was a, a fucking, it, a, a slog. slog. Yeah. yeah, I did not. It was, it was tough. It was tough to get through. I had to sit through that, like, I had to take it in, like, two pieces. Yeah. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. I kind of had that with this, but I felt no, okay, with Maximum Overdrive, when I walked away from it and came back to it, I made goddamn sure to queue up to the exact second I left off <laughs> right. and not a moment sooner because I did not want to have to rewatch any of it. Right. This I watched three times. <laughs> I loved this. This was crazy. Yeah. Gobbledy gook. This is actually the first one that I've watched twice. Yeah. For the show. Oh, man. <laughs> it, it was such it's, a joy. It's, it, is it safe to say this was your first time seeing this movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I had no idea what to expect with this movie because... We, Neither did the actors, it nobody, seemed. No the one director, knew. the writer, nobody knew what to expect. I, <laughs> I have some things to say about this director. There's a I don't wanna I don't wanna get into it now because it's probably my favorite thing about this movie. Okay. But there is a clear direction that he gives a couple of child actors. Oh um, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you I know, know what, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I it, know what you're talking it, about. It's stunning. There's a, it, it's a real confluence of uh <laughs> Of bad ideas. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into it because I don't want to waste a second. Yeah. I I welcome tangents as they come. <laughs> However, I will I will be firm. Right. Uh, so this movie opens in the vague rainforest. Right. With uh, our main character played by, what's his name? Michael Moriarty? Uh, I, think it, I think you're right. I think it is Michael Moriarty. This is directed by Larry Cohen. Characters by Stephen King, but that's nonsense. Yeah, that's... Story by Larry uh, Cohen, uh, starring Michael Moriarty and Ricky Addison Reed. Oh, Ricky Addison Reed. Samuel Fuller, who is a what seems like respected writer and director. He played Doctor Van Meer. Is he a respected Our, writer and director? He he's written and directed over thirty films. Good God! Yeah. You don't you don't do that if you're some jerk off, especially in like the 40s and 50s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're wait, is he the Barton Fink looking guy? He's a, he's the Nazi hunter. Oh, okay. I was I was gonna I, say the Barton Fink. Guy. Yeah, that's my dumb brain being like a writer, eh? I think I know who that must have been. Um, also, in her first on-screen performance, Tara Reid. Ms. Tara Reid, Academy Award attendee, In Tara Reid. Finest performance ever. Really, she's gotten no better at acting it, since then. It's quite bad. Um, okay, but so. Uh, well, so the movie opens in the rainforest with uh, Michael Moriarty and his cameraman. <laughs> his fucking cameraman. Everyone in this movie made a choice. I. I'm such a fan of this. Yeah. Um, so they're in the rainforest. They're observing a... They're filming a tribe doing a... a it's a, it's a, a human ceremony. sacrifice. Yeah, it's a... But, yeah, it's a human sacrifice. And the cameraman says, I thought this was supposed to be a fer fer uh, fertility ritual. Because he's flipping out. He's 
completely freaking out that this guy is being murdered in front and of Michael him. Moriarty, who just, he lets you know right here <laughs> that the whole thing is going to be deadpan zingers yep. from here on out. He, he said something <laughs> like, well, it is. That guy knocked up one of the chief's favorite wives or something like that. Just like, ah, it, it's the economy of language that gets me mm. because it's so hacky and vaguely racist. Yeah. In so few words, yes. really impressive writing. Yeah. So this man's getting his heart like clawed out on a big tree stump. Uh, it's worth noting that all of the tribes people are white. Are white. They are noticeably white. They are white, and some of them have tans. Not that they are tan, like a culture of or ethnicity of darker skin. Right. But they've been to the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they've been to beach parties. They're leather skinned <laughs> Venice Beach. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's really disgraceful. <laughs> so then the next like this, I mean, talk about heightening a scene like the racism just gets cranked up higher and higher right. as a boat comes down the river and this older man on the boat just starts firing his gun into the air. Right. And like um, scared animals, these human beings scatter, right. they scatter into the woods. Right. And, Michael, uh, Michael Moriarty is like, what the fuck? And wait, I, I did pull this clip real quick. This is the guy that, that fired, was firing the shots and whatever. I'm sorry to chase off all of that bad titty. <laughs> That's the way he's talking about the tribe's women. <laughs> hey, man, I, uh, I'm just, I just want to say I'm really sorry to have chased off all that bear titty. I am. I'm like from the bottom of my right. heart. I'm really sorry. But you have a phone call. <laughs> Holy shit, like he's at like a hotel. These two guys go, I don't know. You have to imagine at least 20 miles down this river. Yeah. You, to tell him. They make it seem like, like, it, like there's, you're supposed to think that they're downriver. Like this is, you're, you're, you're Martin Sheen and this is Kurtz's this fucking is village here. The way he's talking about the tribe later on, this might be the first human like contact from an outside culture. Right. Yeah. Right. And this guy comes just shooting his fucking gun. He's like, hey, just so you know, there's a phone call for you. (laughs) We have a phone call. (laughs) And it's Michael Moriarty's ex-wife saying something terrible has happened to to our son. Uh, Our son? Yeah. Yours and mine? Yes. Little Danny Jr.? Yeah. Well, I don't know why he's Danny Jr., but yeah. I think it's very clear why. All right. Because... Look, only one of us could have impregnated the surrogate. (laughs) And in... Just in terms of virility. Yeah, that's Safe true. bet. Safe bet. All I've right. got strong swimmers. <laughs> I've checked. <laughs> you ever just cup some in your hand? You can see them going. Yeah. They're also quite large. So <laughs> They're just giant worms. Yeah. If I I've have, got worms, guys. Look, if I'm having trouble knocking a lady up, it's because my sperm are eating the egg. Okay? I'm the coolest guy at the table. So... Sick balls. <laughs> Thank you. That was weirdly apropos. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so he's got a phone call. He's got to uh, head back to the States um, because something terrible has happened to his son. Allegedly. He gets to the, <laughs> the airport and his wife, um, who I don't know what her name is, but she also plays the mom in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Um, <laughs> her and her new husband are basically like, Listen, we exaggerated a bit <laughs> with the the uh, severity of the situation. He's 
He's okay. He's just a just handful. A, just a little. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he is a lot to deal He's with. He's having some disciplinary issues. Right. Uh, so Michael Moriarty, <laughs> he, pr- man. He, the, he hasn't seen his son in, in what years, I think they say. And the mom says, I bet you couldn't even pick him out. I could, bet you couldn't even recognize him. He's like, there he is. He's the one you dress like a douchebag. Yeah. But and he says, like, only you would dress him in those designer clothes. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we get this, too. Wait, Didn't they just tell you? I'm fucked up. Yeah. So, okay. It's, Im- it's important to note that Michael Moriarty does not have a silly Brooklyn accent. No. In fact... No one besides that little boy in his family has that silly accent. It, yeah, it's... I'm it's, fucked up. I'm fucked dope. up. Oh! Bro. Bro, look at me. I'm totally fucked up, bro. <laughs> and he's like... He's probably like 14 or 15. Um, he's dressed red, like... Redhead mullet. Um, he's, it's like He's a, wearing like... A Rick Astley or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, it's they're khakis, but they're like white. <laughs> they're like clam diggers. Yeah, they're cuffed up to capri length. <laughs> yeah, and he's wearing white little Tom's like slip-on shoes. Yep, um, suspenders and a short sleeve white button down with like it's like little. They're like little pills. They look like yeah, just some all design. over design. Some also pattern. a uh, blazer with the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, right. The blazer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I forget. <laughs> it's the statement piece yeah. of that outfit. It's so weird. He's like a cool club, like '80s yuppie douchebag from the waist up, and like a Cape Cod mom from the waist yeah. down. Yeah, he's doing Perplexing. a set at, at Caroline's later on that night <laughs> in 1987. <Yeah. laughs> oh man! So uh, they establish also in this in this section of the movie that one of the things he did. Was crash his stepdad's Mercedes. Well, they they kind of established that. They show the Mercedes from the front. That's with, right. All banged up and like like it hit something. Um, and he doesn't say until later um, when Michael Moriarty asks him if he can drive. He's like, "Yeah, I, I took my uh, my stepdad's Mercedes out for a spin a few times." He no, that would be a better line because then it's still implied. What he says is. One of the things I did was take my stepdad's Mercedes out <laughs> One of and the crash things. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that seems like a lot of work for the movie to do. Um, for to, nothing. For nothing at all. For nothing. We need. We really need to crack up this Mercedes. <laughs> we need this shot. Yeah, the budget on this movie was approximately twelve million dollars, and if you see it. You will see a blue vampire party city discount mask. Yes. Like it looks like it was heat damaged with rubber hands. Oh my God. It's yep. embarrassing. Um, so they leave, but they leave the airport and then we get that scene of them buying the car. Oh, my favorite scene in the movie. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad because I have. Is this going to be the uh, salesman? It is the salesman. All right. Great. All right. Are you, are you ready? I am How ready. much is it? What it says? 1500 That's the blue book. <laughs> For this pile of shit. Look at this. Look. I like this kid. <laughs> I like this kid a lot. Listen, the boss next week, he's going to lower this price to 1200 But I think today I can give you a break. That's the best I can do. So some break. <laughs> Look, this thing's going to need a couple hundred bucks worth of tires pretty soon. You're very mechanically minded. <laughs> You're a very smart kid. Take it for a thousand. Exhaust system corroded the hell. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. <laughs> I, uh, I meant to write that down. Thank you. 800 please 
<laughs> what do real... you say, boss? I don't care. <laughs> a real Jeb Bush moment After for him. After our driver will negotiate. Negotiate? We already negotiated. Before I drive it, he negotiates. After I drive it, I negotiate. See how it runs. <sighs> Please run. And that, that's oh, it. Boy. So, okay, we probably could have done a better job of setting that clip up. We, what we didn't mention is that <laughs> the salesman is Chico Marx. <laughs> hey, boss. Hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shameful. So shameful. Crazy. That, that, that's an insane thing to throw into this movie. That I feel like, what, what is it? It's probably about 90 minutes or so. That scene? No. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. it sure feels like Yeah, no, like this that. movie, it's not, a, it's not super long. Uh, 100 minutes. We probably could have cut that whole, that whole buy in the car scene. We didn't need that. No, it... it it isn't good enough to justify its own existence. No. There's a lot of failed attempts at humor in this movie. Yeah. It, <laughs> throughout this whole movie, all I could keep, I kept, I just kept thinking this would be perfect for like mystery science theater or riff tracks or something. Yeah. Like this is, but sorry, boys, we, we got it. We beat you to it. Oh, you dumb shitheads. <laughs> um, it's, it's to the point where they're like, it's maybe trying to be funny, but then other scenes are like supposed to be very serious. Deadly serious, yeah. yeah. Um, the tone, the tonal shifts are are many whiplash inducing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this the thing about this scene, I forget what I was gonna say about the car buying scene. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Do you mind? No. Okay. So basically, we are to understand. We are made to understand. That this guy and this kid have not seen each other <laughs> for years. For years, yeah. And yet they are able to drive the price of a car down by 70%. Yeah, they're doing like a real like uh, it's a, uh, like straight man, uh, funny guy bit yeah. kind of thing. I don't know if I would go that far as to call one of them a funny guy. I think that little kid, he's got, yeah, he's he's got a, some chops. He's a real ball buster. <laughs> Yeah, he's precocious. He's a real fuckhead. <laughs> I hated that kid so it much. Sucks he's so bad. such a shithead. Do you think what kind of adult do you think he grew up to be? I, I mean, addicted to something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but not nothing good, like huffing, uh, like spray paint or something. <laughs> My God, do dark. <laughs> well, I mean, timing wise, it could have been Quaaludes. Those could have been Ludes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny to joke about. <laughs> this is the only movie that he was in. He probably just burnt all of his bridges making this movie. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hire that kid for anything. No. Wouldn't, wouldn't hire him to mow my lawn. It's a bit harsh. Yeah. You well, wouldn't? I, I mean it. He he built that house. He rebuilt that <laughs> he, house. He did really rebuild that house from scratch. <laughs> yeah, that's... He was a little boy... A little carpenter. <laughs> That's what they should have called this movie. The, the little, little carpenter. carpenter. <laughs> it sounds like a faith-based movie. Yeah. <laughs> One of those like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stop animation things. I was, I was thinking of something starring like Kirk Cameron. Oh, present day Cameron. Mean Mean Stride. Yep. Well, <laughs> but back to the little carpenter. <laughs> so they. Uh, it, the Michael Moriarty, he says, like, uh, my aunt left me uh, 
this house, Aunt Clara. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I have something to say about this. Because while he's telling his son this, his son is driving the car. (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah. (laughs) So... This is at this point he's he's like can you drive and he's like yes I crashed a Mercedes and Michael Moriarty's like great you're Good driving for me so the next shot is <laughs> the, the kid is like barely over the dashboard he should be sitting on three uh, phone books yeah yeah he should be sitting on phone books he he reminds me of like short round from Indiana Jones two <laughs> but he's not making it over the wheel not it not by a long shot and, and Michael Moriarty <laughs> is. Just is, staring out the window. Yeah. He's like slumped down in a fetal position, like practically laying down in the car. Like I've never seen anyone so relaxed yeah. while an underage boy who crashed a car yeah. is, oh my God. He's yeah. at the wheel doing whatever he wants. And, and Moriarty's Moore- droning on in his sleepy time voice yep. about, about, my Aunt Clara left me this house. But this he also, uh, he mentions that when I was there, there was an older girl. She was 17. I was 14. It wasn't, didn't work. Chekhov's. Yeah. Chekhov's vagina. Another good alternate title. Jesus Christ. Wow, you're a real me tonight. It's usually my territory. Am I stepping on your toes right now? All right, I'll rein it in. You're stepping on my labia menorah. There it is. Yeah. Um, I'm back, baby. <laughs> um, so they pull up to their this house that Aunt Clara left them, and it's a piece of shit. That first shot of the house where it's like a wide shot, and yeah. then it zooms in real fast on the house. Yeah. Oh, this movie is perfect. It's dilapidated. It's fallen apart. It's just a disaster. And and but Michael Moriarty is like, yeah, you're I'll good just, with your hands, right? We can I'll we can fix this fix up. Yeah. Yeah. He's on lewds the entire time. Oh, he's he's a fucking wreck. Oh, yeah. you know what we glanced over? Right. I want to do a townie profile on that gas station attendant. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And let's call it a king trope, too, because obstinate right. gas station attendant. All right, which... You All want? right, this is our townie profile. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Here comes Big Bad Ben. I wonder how much they pay for it up to college. Rod... Booze, baseball. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. They don't cotton the outsiders, and they probably won't have a phone there either. Looney, looney, looney. What is it that you want, Ernie? I want some rain. Last town report said you were in arrears in your taxes, Andy. They're not retarded. They're just starved. That's too long. <laughs> I love it so much. This is the first time I'm hearing our new theme song for Townie Profile. It's about 36 seconds. <laughs> it's way too long. And I'm only going to keep adding to it. <laughs> All right. That's a promise. Uh, well, now we don't have time to talk about our Townie. I didn't even get his name. I don't know if he has a name, no, honestly. He's, he's one of the drones, though. Yeah, he, he's the first person you see uh, from the town. Yeah. They roll into town and they're like, hey, can we have some gas? He's like, we're all out of gas. He's like, all right, how about... How about some soda pop? We're all out of that too, friend. Yeah. And then Michael Moriarty has some like ridiculous attempted wit. Yeah. He says, uh, all right, well, I guess we'll be seeing you around. We'll have conversations. No, no. He goes, be seeing you around. He goes, around? He goes, around. Yeah. We'll we'll have long conversations into the night. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about... 
Deep philosophical. Deep philosophical. Somebody wake up, Moriarty. <laughs> he can't be woken up. That that was my takeaway from this movie. Yeah. But yeah, the townie, uh, and that's been townie profile. You got to hit the music. Oh. Don't actually hit the music. <laughs> Here comes big <laughs> bad. Thing. This is my favorite. I how much they pay for it. Up the it's too Run. long. Fine. <laughs> but you get the gist, guys. Yeah. You'll be hearing more of that. <laughs> A lot more. Great. <laughs> uh, Something happened where the dynamic has flipped has here. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when that... It, if uh, if any of the listeners, uh, if they know when that fl- that dynamic flipped, oh, you know when it was. <laughs> it was probably when we made a wish on the that fountain. <laughs> I was we like, were... I wish I had your life, and you were like, I wish we I had, had yours. When we were peeing into that fountain, yeah. <laughs> no, when we were shitting into that fountain. <laughs> uh, do you remember a while ago when we were committed to making a body swap movie yes. with heavy philosophical implications? Yep. I still think that um, a version of that could work. Which f- version? Not nothing that we've touched be, on yet. <laughs> it would be the primer of body swap movies. Yeah, that that would be my pitch to the studio. Right. It's <laughs> it, an exhausting, yeah, an exhausting <laughs> thought exercise committed to film. So they get into town. They go. They're sleeping in this shitty house. Wait, wait. wait the cops uh, pull oh, up. Right. Yeah, we don't want to skip over those. No, cops. that's huge. Yeah. Oh, uh, did you know who that one cop was? Did o- you recognize him? Officer Porkchop? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was Fatso McFatsy <laughs> from Creepshow 2. Yeah. Yeah. The just the last movie that we talked about. Back to back uh Back fatsos. to back Fatsos. <laughs> Welcome to Back to Back Fatsos. <laughs> I'm Fatso. Uh, I wish I had a Fatso drop. <laughs> I'll work on it, guys. I'll always be your Fatso drop. <laughs> So yeah, the cops come up to the house and uh, yeah. some. Oh, they take away the deed to their house. That's yeah. The, that's how they're he, welcomed into town. Yeah, he's like the constable. He's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Oh, here? that's right. He's not the police chief. He's the constable. Yeah, he makes a point. And Michael Moriarty says, uh, "Well, my my aunt, she left me this house." He's like, "Do you have a deed?" And Michael Moriarty hands him the deed, and then he, he's like, "You could pick it up at Judge Axel's house." You know how the law works. <laughs> that right. is nothing. You, yeah, you go. Just go over to the judge's house sometime tonight. <laughs> He'll yeah, be home. Yeah, that's kind of what he says. He's like, it's an open door policy there. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, and is that when we get our f- first uh, when those first kill? Yeah, when those um, the teens, those yeah. punks. That's the next scene, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the sun goes down, and there's a big old. Uh, SUV full of rowdy teens cruising through town. Yeah, classic like '80s punks, like straight out of um, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, like, like those, like like there's so much earrings. makeup that yeah. everyone was hot no matter what. Yeah. All right, so I have a I have that clip. It's that uh, whole scene. <laughs> it's not the whole scene. Okay, I don't believe you. You kids ought to know better than to be speeding around That's Jerusalem's the lot at night. Oh, you mean Salem's lot? The, the girl, the worst. Jerry, man, you're making it worse. You are making it worse. Right. Are you making fun of our town? I said, are you making fun of our town? The best line reading. He's incredible. It's like half his line reading and the way they edited 
edited that together. Yeah. Wow, you heard that, huh? I'll have to edited that out. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy. That guy was my favorite. And you, what you don't see is like the dead look on his face. It's yeah. There's nothing <laughs> going behind on. those eyes. Yeah. yeah, and and everybody's like, the the the, the kids are being just like. Your typical punks, they're like, you know, bucking the system, whatnot. Just like, screw you, cop. Yeah, basically. And then wait, the, that guy, the one who's like, are you making fun of our town? He appears out of nowhere. He Right. But he's standing next to, like, he, he's next to the group of kids. And he's saying, it's a very special time in our in our, in our oh, town. But, but and he's then not that, saying it. It's the, some bad ADR. The woman swoops in <laughs> and she's like, it's... It's a very special time. We're having a party. <laughs> and no one's worried yet. Yeah, everyone's really. like, this is fun. I was like, oh, a party, eh? Tell me more about this party. Yeah. And then they... They then get they, eaten. They get eaten. But it's so weird because, like, three of them get eaten. The The girl who did the funny little Salem's Lot voice yeah. does not get eaten. Right. Furthermore... Yep. There's no attempt made to eat her. N- not right there. Not at all. And the, the constable is just standing watching all this go down. Yeah. Well, he okay, which so, makes sense like later on, but in that moment, you don't get the sense that he's not just you know like yes, no his his motivations and his very unclear. It keeps flip flopping. Yeah, he so the the vampires they jump on one of the guys and start uh, sucking his blood. That's when you also first see the big blue vampire, right? And then two <laughs> of them run off into the woods, and the big blue vampire with the shitty uh, party store mask, party fair mask. Comes out and he he grabs both of their heads, <laughs> and he just I guess crushes them. I guess I don't know. It was kind of reminiscent of the first one. Like, did you get this? Remember when he conks their heads yeah. together like a couple of coconuts? <laughs> did you get the sense that they were paying homage to the source material? Yeah, no, that that came through. I think. <laughs> um, and then the constable tells the girl, the the survive the last one, that to run up to the church. Um, they can't be- get you there because they can't get you there. Meanwhile, the constable's all but just like smoking a cigarette, standing around enjoying what's happening. But then, like all in the same scene, like that same constable and then like a couple other officers come and they start dragging this girl, and then she runs away. She runs to the church. This is, this is very unclear. Uh, so the vampires can't go into the church. Which why do makes, they have a church? Makes loose sense yeah at best but there is a whole there's a whole town of people who are not vampires that just work for these vampires that should be able to walk around in that church do they still go to church they still go to church do they they still walk around in the church they, they're not oh, right they're yeah. not banned from going in. <laughs> no i know but like if you were like if you serve vampires do you still go to church that's more what i mean i'm, I'm sure i'm sure you don't you got other things going on with the vampires, for yeah. example, you gotta uh, raise those cows. <laughs> and then we get the um, the hobos. Oh, oh around God. the campfire. Who you heard in the towny profile drop? Yeah, they, it was the last one there. They're not uh, retarded. They're disturbed. Can you call it a drop if it's the length of a song? Yeah. Okay. I think so. <laughs> song length drop. Song length. An SLD. That's my Jack Daniels. Yeah. The, but, there you go. Those are. These two uh, bindle hobos. They are classic hobos. They they, the they're, one, they're, one guy is wearing a suit. 
that it, it looks like they're like, yeah, put him in a suit, roll him around in the dirt. He's the one that they rip that front pocket. <laughs> yeah, cut the top of his top hat so that yeah. it's open like a soup can. Uh, and then the other guy, he looks like he's called like the governor or something. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Prince Henry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, the, the maestro. That's what we call him. <laughs> um, and then his friend, who's dressed in like he's got a flannel and jeans on or whatever, but he's he is completely shaven. But they they've put like they've applied like some sort of uh, like a dark makeup. To make him like look like a vaudeville like clown, yeah, like he has some sort of uh, five o'clock shadow like going a, on. Like uh, a what's his name, Red Skelton type, exactly yeah. like a Red Skelton. That's a contemporary. That's a, yeah. <laughs> That's a reference for all of our seventy-five-year-old listeners. Yeah, that reference is probably a hundred years yeah, old at this for, point. <laughs> my mom will get that. <laughs> um, yeah. So these these just these fucking hobos. Um, I do have just like I want to play like the first bit of this. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just all, them yelling at each other. Yeah, that, he's just yelling for the booze. Yeah. <laughs> so doing. they set this up, and they're just like, it's like they're two comic relief hobo types, right? And you're like, oh, they're gonna die right now. But what you don't know until the uh, vampire children show up, right, is that these guys love to fuck kids. Apparently, a lot. They are ecstatic they yeah they're like won't won't you come over here girls we uh we could show you how funny we really are because all these kids these two girls are laughing at him and then all these other kids come out from like they're nowhere like, oh, they brought protection yeah Ugh. Ugh. gross yeah it's real so gross. gross and then they get eaten and then you're glad because you yeah. found out just in the nick of time that they're hobos yeah i it's mean fine no wait that was very classist <laughs> no no you're right the disgusting <laughs> thing about these pedophiles they're hobos is wow, they're, they're poor people. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, aren't all poor people pedophiles? Which brings us to our next segment. Who's the real monster? Here? And it's me. <laughs> I. It's me this week for accidentally saying the cruelest thing I've ever said. Um. Uh. So. Uh. That the girl, the punk girl, she runs into Michael Moriarty and his son's house, and they're like, "Let's take you to Judge Axel's." He'll know what to do, even though we've never met him before. Yeah, but he has the deed to our house. I have to get that back anyway. <laughs> um, Maybe we can do a twofer here. <laughs> right. So they show up. Um, and this is where you, you were talking about before with that direction. Yeah. Well, before that, I do just want to point out that like they clearly all came in a group together. Uh-huh. And Judge Axel is like, oh, yes, come in. And also the peculiarly dressed girl, you come in too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like this woman... He's clearly just gone through tra- something traumatic, albeit a poorly acted trauma. Right. But you're going to call her out on her funny clothes? <laughs> I don't know, man. You're, you're the one. He's the one wearing like a pocket watch in his vest pocket. Yeah. He's a Mr. Moneybags looking motherfucker. Yeah. He, he has no right. Anyway, so they go in and they're in this big dining room. Um, it's him, a couple old women, one of whom you see... Uh, as the girl is running to the church, she like claws at her and then grossly in like the only in focus shot in the whole movie <laughs> yeah. just starts sucking the blood off of her bony old hands. It's real hot. I start. That's where I start jerking off. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, um, 
I came. Oh, is that not what you where I, you were going with that? No, I was gonna say I came out my butt. That's how good it was. It was so good. Yeah. All those all those jizzy worms came right out. <laughs> Ugh. Oh my Guys. fun noodles. That's what <laughs> oh, I call God. them. Uh, all them fun noodles just spilling out yeah. your pig. It's like a full can of silly string just coming I, out. You know, goodbye, the few people who listen to this. <laughs> Jacqueline, Jacqueline, TJ, TJ Kelly. Kelly. Eli, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> oh no, your mom listens. Mommy? No, she doesn't listen. But Ma- she, mother. Mommy. <laughs> no. Can we? No. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't possibly. So we're we're at the dining room, and we are right uh, now. Right now, you and me. Yep. That's where we're recording this. Oh. But also, Tara Reed. Um, what you were talking about before. So yeah. the 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 little boy, who Jeremy, right? The fancy little boy. The fancy boy in the the sweet suspenders, <laughs> and Tara Reed. They meet eyes, for almost a whole minute. I counted. It's I, I think it's like fifty three seconds or something. Yeah, and like they're not on screen for that whole fifty three seconds. It, right. It's not one every, shot. They're cutting. They're bringing like they're the camera's like moving around yeah. and stuff they're, everyone not, else in the, the room focus. is like talking yeah but this woman's having a breakdown and these two just stare at each other without moving or interacting beyond that yeah for a full minute yes it's crazy right very good um and then the the weirdly like the only continuity in the whole movie i'm thinking <laughs> yeah. about it like this movie is that ripe is- with continuity errors that is st- Dirty. That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> this whole movie, like, you're right. The continuity, the the sound is all over the fucking place. Oh my place. god, there's so much bad ADR in this movie. The the shots and the special effects are like haphazard and just ridiculous at best. And yeah, that one shot where they're just staring at each other blankly, and that's like a pretty long scene. Like, not a lot happens. Like, it's all dialogue, but yeah. All the more reason to think that it took a while to shoot that because there's no fucking way those people were nailing their lines on the first take. Right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although then- maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was just the director was like, and cut. <laughs> That'll do. Guys. Print it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the girl there, the punk girl, she recognizes the old woman who was licking suckling her, her own book, fingers and she starts freaking out. And then Aunt Clara comes out and like grabs her by the neck and shuts her up and like drags her into the other room where with she another is old woman. masticated. Yeah, eaten by old women. Yeah, just only old women. Yeah, it was just really weird. Gobbled up by old ladies, old biddies. <laughs> that Aunt Clara could get it. <laughs> Did you look at? Okay, on the IMDb page, the thing that stuck out most to me, like. All looking the, through the all cast, these actresses and actors. all black and white. Everyone's yeah. headshot was black and white on the cast page. Yeah, the, there are a lot of people who are. Someone's name is like Betty Havoc or something. That's a uh, really cool roller derby name. June Havoc. June Havoc, even better. That, that's uh, that is solid. Um, yeah, they are yeah, like a bunch of beautiful old starlets. Oh my god, they, the, but, uh, June Havoc was in uh, "Can't Stop the Music." <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so they're eating the girl, and then we get that that scene where Michael Moriarty's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on here?" Oh, also, at some point during this whole thing, um, 
Tara Reed and the boy go off. Right. Um, yes. Tara Reed is like, oh, there's a wedding tonight. And do you want to go? And, and one of the old like any 13 year old boy is like, sure, I'd love to go to a wedding. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great. Is it great. open bar? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, I'll meet some bridesmaids. Bot of boom. Right. And then dad is like, yeah, wedding son. crasher. <laughs> yeah. Dad's like, son, don't go. Please. <laughs> He's like, hey, Bops, don't worry about it. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> don't don't even, worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. What was the thing I said that one? Oh, that wasn't to you. I think that was to someone else. When I was like, hey, don't even think twice about it. Because I couldn't remember. <laughs> For, it's forget about it is what it is. And <laughs> I kept saying, don't worry. Don't worry about it. Hey. So the kid is out with Tara Reed. Uh, Michael Moriar is like, who the fuck are you people? And then we get this little explanation from judge axel you still haven't figured it out have you joe mr professional anthropologist <laughs> i love that line run across yeah. the <laughs> oldest race in humanity nestled the here quietly amid the folks protected <laughs> by a skepticism that says they don't exist really going for it Vampires. speak it again joe Vampires! Swinging for the fences. Choices <laughs> are being made. This is a decisive cast. Yeah. Everyone's sticking to their guns. Yep. The writing of that is so weird to just be like, amidst the folks. But then there's also lines like, what is it? It's like protected by a skepticism. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it vacillates back and forth between like really just like a limited vocabulary and right. like yes. SAT prep words. Yes. It's like... Have you ever seen Wizard People, dear reader? No. The Brad, it's Brad Neely. He overdubbed the entire first Harry Potter movie with like a fake book on tape style narration. Okay. And it's like that. It's yeah, just yeah. like it, but for comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> amidst the folks. <laughs> amidst right, amidst the folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we we cut to uh, the boy Jeremy and Tara Reed at a child's wedding. Yeah. Two children, no more than eight years old, getting married. Yeah. No no explanation. No explanation. Right. When Jeremy I, doesn't raise an eyebrow, he's like, this is fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's just like, oh, yeah, kids, getting married. Oh, yeah, I assumed you meant child wedding when you said wedding. Yeah, yeah. That all makes sense. That, that tracks. <laughs> and they were like noticeably Aryan looking both of the kids like I thought there was going to be something I guess there is there is this movie's got layers bro so but okay we we should we we can't jump to Nazi hunting just yet (laughs) but what what a tease (laughs) um then uh Michael Moriarty uh he's with all the vampires and they're like um, we want you to write our Bible. They he, they basically give him the tour of their vampire town. Yeah. They're like, we want you to write our Bible. So in like 400 years, people are, are really into us. And they, t- they go through the stables where all the cows are. They're like, we usually just drink the cow blood because of uh, diseases like AIDS. AIDS. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this is 1987, 88 or whatever. So like AIDS was still very bad. Even, it's very it's bad so now. It's so weird because but, like... Vampires like uh, the 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 way they're interpreted now is like they're they're uh, a manifestation of like a fear of alternate sexuality. Yes. So for them to have a problem with 
AIDS is like such a weird kind of loaded thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's weird. Maybe uh, that's just I don't want to get political from 1987 though. That's right. <laughs> um, so they give them the tour, right? And then they end by um, going to this girl's house, and they're like, "Oh, and we have one more surprise for you." It's Kathy. <laughs> Remember Kathy? The 17-year-old that you were talking about in the car. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember, right. Remember that 17-year-old when you were 14? Well, well she's, she's still, still 17, 17 and you're old. Yeah. And you're Michael Moriarty. Yeah. So, uh, so he fucks the 17-year-old. Yeah. Uh, Without reservation. I was 17, Joey. <laughs> you were only 14. This is a voiceover that they're doing... While they're fucking, I yeah. Love you, Joy. So I waited. I yeah, her face is just moaning, but she's saying all those words, right? Uh, and all of her lines are dubbed over. Mm-hmm. So I think she she was. Is it telepathy? Was that like? No, I don't think that. <laughs> no, was, I'm not giving no, them no. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will not concede. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, it's just poor. Uh, poor planning <laughs> on everybody's yeah. part. I'm sure at the, when, when they realized that yeah. they didn't give enough context, yeah, they're like, "Who the fuck is that, Kathy? Who the fuck yeah. is Kathy?" Like that moment when you were like, "It's Kathy," <laughs> yeah. and everyone listening was like, "Who the fuck is Kathy?" Yeah. That's what everyone That's was what, experiencing right. at the test screening. So they're like, "No, she could do this voiceover while they're <laughs> fucking, right?" She's a vampire, right? Yeah. Oh, so as they're fucking, it's worth mentioning that 15 people gather. Oh. At the stairs below the bedroom yeah. to listen to them fuck and, you know, discuss it. Yeah. Ugh. So weird. So, so weird. Uh. Yeah. So basically, like, the whole... <laughs> that we're 45 minutes in. I'll tell you that, like, the setup of this movie uh, is that the vampires want him to write an account of their lives in Salem's Lot to be released... 200 years from then. Right. They say, oh, 200 years or so, when we, everyone's ready to hear it. Right, when everybody's ready to hear it, and also we want somebody to write it who is a somebody in their time. He is. This guy is a documentarian. Mr. I what was it? Mr. What? Social anthropologist oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever his fake job is. <laughs> um, no disrespect to any anthropologist who may or may not listen to the program. <laughs> All, all our main demographic anthropologists, <laughs> um, a bunch of people dusting off cattle skulls, shutting this off. Hey, I don't know cattle what anth- skulls. I don't know what anthropologists do. Isn't that crazy? I think you're thinking yeah. of archaeologists. I think I'm think. I think I'm thinking of cattle murderer. Oh my god! I think I'm thinking of a guy who makes soups from cattle bones. Right, oh. just a leatherman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're, you're confusing anthropology wow, with. Wow, yeah. My brain is dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Four slices of pizza. Do you uh, think this is going to be like a countdown? And when I get to zero, I'll just go away. <laughs> Do you hope so? I kind of hope so. <coughs> oh, my God. So what do you want to talk about with our last 14 minutes? <laughs> um, they want him to write a Bible. The little... the He's like... He's not really super into it but then the boy um he gets really into this the idea jeremy of, it is okay he gets really into the idea of becoming a vampire he wants to join up he wants to i guess marry tara reed because he saw kids can get married here and that <laughs> sounds great um they could fuck that little rebel he's gonna settle down me thinks not yeah and then we get dr van meer Ugh. 
He rolls into town. Um, he's just like this short, older. It's like, so so visibly frail. Yeah, and like it's really highlighted when they're sneaking out of that house, and Michael Moriarty has to help him through the window. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, because he's a very old man. Yeah, they should have just not shown that. Yeah, the, he's this old man who, uh, through a series of circumstances, ended up staying ends up staying at Michael Moriarty's house, and. Jeremy tries to convince the guy to come down to the basement to get so eaten. Yeah, so he could get eaten. And then Michael Moriarty busts in and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, gets pissed off. And at then him. they like, my memory of it is that they take turns hitting him and then discuss how good it is to hit kids. Yes, that's pretty much what happens, right? Yeah. The doc, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Some uh, Michael, not Michael Moriarty. Uh, Doctor Van Meer, Dan Gagliardi. Yep, <laughs> he grabs the kid by the like the back of the neck by the scrub. That's right. <laughs> And he just like he grabs him and he sets him down in the seat. And then he picks up the seat and like slams it back down <laughs> and just yells in the kid's yeah. face. And, but he, guys always chomping on a cigar too. That's very important. <laughs> no, it's not. It is. Well, it's character. For, yeah, you're peppering in some detail. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's important. <laughs> I th- he's my favorite character he's, by far. Well, he comes so far out of left field. Yeah. He, okay, let's just this come out and say it. This old, old man is our Nazi hunter. <laughs> yeah. the, the Nazi hunter we teased you with before right. is an 85-year-old man. Right. He's got a picture of some... He's like, "Who? You, have you seen this guy? And everybody's like, no, no. But he's hunting Nazis. And he, he says flat out, he's like, when I hunt them, I don't arrest them. I shoot them on sight. I'm not a Nazi hunter. I'm a, I'm Nazi, a Nazi killer. killer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. what a line. That's good. What a line. Oh, amazing. But so then, basically what we find out that is that his target is Judge Axel. Right. Uh, Judge Axel, in addition to being a vampire king, yeah. is also a Nazi. <laughs> right. And we find out that he's 400 years old, Judge Axel. Yeah. So for like 300 years, he probably wasn't a Nazi. And then, you know, you get older, your politics <laughs> change. Right. It's just the way it goes, the sure. way of the world. Um, yeah, that is funny to think about an immortal like getting wrapped up in, in Nazism, right. like getting swept up. It's not like he is Hitler. Right. It's not like he created the Nazi party. Right. He's just some sh- fucking Gestapo schmuck. Yeah, he's a schmuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, so we get that one scene, though, where they route reroute that bus of people to the, oh, the yeah. town. Oh, yeah. And they're like... Uh, Michael Moriarty, his son, and uh, this doctor, they're all in the church. They're watching as this happens. And the judge is like, this is what happens when uh, you fuck, fuck us over. In the ass. Yeah. And the vampires kill everybody that was on the bus. <laughs> but in like the silliest way, they just sort of like drag him off. Like, we can't show the kill. Yeah. Yeah. That would be too compelling. Right. So they come up with a plan that during the day they're going to they're gonna murder. They're gonna kill all the vampires. They're gonna stake them through the heart. Um, and they sleep in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's hold on. We we glanced over my favorite detail about oh, this movie. Okay, which is like the rules these vampires play by. They go out of their way. <laughs> okay, so in the scene where they're explaining to Michael Moriarty what his purpose is in being in this town. Yeah, uh, that they want him to write their manifesto or whatever. They bring him into like this little colonial cottage mm-hmm. where a woman, one of the old sexy vampire women, yeah. is sitting at the table slicing garlic, us conspicuously slicing garlic. Okay. Judge Axel goes, uh, you'll notice she's slicing garlic. 
I hope that dispels one of the myths about us. <laughs> then he grabs a mirror and goes, look in here. See my reflection clear as die. Yeah. So like the whole, they go out of their way to be like, these aren't your typical vampires, but then they still sleep in coffins. Right. The, the seemingly most negotiable thing about being a vampire, <laughs> just a stylistic choice. Yeah. And like, it's so funny that scene where like the husband and wife are going to bed in their separate coffins, like Ricky and Lucy in twin beds. It's been hours since he was born, you know. I don't trust him. He'll betray us. I won't take his soul. You must give it willingly. You just want to find out if any human can love us. If he loves us, he'll be my successor. Forest Gump lady. If not, I'll send his soul straight to hell. Good day, dear. And that's the end. Yeah. And then they go. And then they close their individual coffins and go yeah. to sleep. Okay. There's no. I don't think there are any double wide coffins. Can't, can't get two people in them. They have coffins for fat people. Yeah, but you can't. Can you fit two people in there? I don't know. I feel like if you're a vampire, it's like a like a you know double neck gonna... guitar. <laughs> <laughs> sort of connected in the middle somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's the fuck chamber down below. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, right. So they're. Uh, I don't, uh, never mind. It's, I don't wanna, it's a I don't dead wanna, end. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. much like the bottom of the fuck chamber itself. <laughs> it's a dead, a dead end. end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they kill the. the so they um, they're going through the town during the day. They sleep in for some reason. Yeah, they're, they're like, vampires. They can't be out during the day. No, no. The uh, oh, the, Michael the Moriarty yeah. and the doctor. They they sleep in in the church. Like, is that to like? Is that to like heighten the the stress of the scene, the tension? Yeah. Well, like, they, oh no, we only have. Eight hours now. Right. <laughs> oh, these lazy bones. Yeah. Well, God, what is it? Like 10 o'clock? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they start going around. They, they're killing vampires. We get a nice like montage. Yeah. It's pretty much a montage of them going through. Um, All the vampires are radically different looking. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. There's that one really ugly vampire down yeah. in like the catacombs or yes. that basement or whatever. We, we, like a couple scenes early, we do get something with the, that constable where Michael Moriarty is talking to him and asking him, like, why the fuck are you here? Like, you're not one of them. What are you doing? He's like, Judge Axel's my grandfather, and he treats me like dirt. But what am I going to do? Join your world? Yes. Like, <laughs> You could be an actual cop instead of a constable in our world. Right. And so, Benefits, baby. A right. pension. So that, that's more like the flip-flopping than this guy does. He's like, I don't like the judge, but I work for him. I'm trying to help He's you get away. He's a man with no country. But yeah. I'm also, I got to hold up the rules here. He's a very complex character. So when they're driving stakes through vampires and the constable comes in and has a gun to him and he says, don't do any, you know. Oh, is that when uh, Nazi Hunter fakes getting attacked? Yeah. Oh, man. That was amazing. That was actually really good. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. He basically, he like dips his hand into a coffin and pretends that a vampire is trying to pull him in. It's like such a grandpa joke. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's akin to like when you pretend to walk down a flight of stairs behind a sofa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's like the same kind of mimery. He pretends to get pulled into the coffin and then... It's distracting, and then he like sort of like peeks his little gun out from over the top of it and shoots the constable <laughs> right. in the yeah. head. Yep, great. Um, and then they they run out of that that place, and then they shoot the officer pork chop, Fatso. <laughs> Rest in peace again, Fatso. Um, and also the guy that kind of looks like Brett Gelman. Mm-hmm. 
The guy who early on in the movie when the kid's walking yeah, yeah. through the He's school, like, yeah, he peeks up around the corner and goes, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then you don't see him again until he dies. Yes. Wonderful. Terrific. I love it. So then you get to the climax of the movie where they find Jug- Judge Axel. Um, for some reason, they're putting on a stage show in the elementary school auditorium. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy is in a coffin. Um, Judge Axel's kind of pissed and he's like, "I'm now I'm going to stake, stake your boy through the heart. Yeah. And we, I, I, do, I, I have to play this. This is like some of the most dramatic shit. There's, this is when the doctor and Judge Axel meet uh, for the first time face to face. And they have this exchange. I presume you were dead once. That's the doctor. So you'll know. What's over Yeah, there? he's basically Columbo. An indescribable sweetness. God. He forgives us. And who is he? God. God. Different from us as we are different from you. Get some real, like, heady kind of shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, but then he sh- the doctor shoots the judge twice in the head. The judge gets pissed. And then he starts running away. And he pretends, again, more tomfoolery, <laughs> pretends to shoot himself in the gut and die. <laughs> But he's not dead. <laughs> that is a bold gambit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that they they've set things on fire, buildings on fire at this point. So there are vampires sort of burning up. Right. The plan is to set the houses on fire so that they have to be out during the day. Yeah, they have no place to go. Although we do get one of my favorite things, which is a person on fire staggering until they fall to the ground. Right. <laughs> one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oprah has hers. Infinity scarves. Comfy sweaters. Right. And I like it when people are on fire in movies because they all walk the same. And I think that's funny. Uh, and then, so they, every, everybody's sort of burning up. Michael Moriarty splashes uh, his 17-year-old bride that, who he's knocked up. We've, we didn't even talk about that. Oh, right. He, fuck, he fucks a he baby fucks into a ba- her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he do. Yeah, he do. She's a vampire and he fucks a baby into her and... How how long do you think they're there for? Maybe like a week tops. She's yeah. showing by the end of the movie. <laughs> you don't know what the vampire gestation cycle is like. Apparently, they get their periods though, which raises questions. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> yeah, sure does. Yeah, sure does. <laughs> Hello, I'm Laramie the Cable Guy. <laughs> yeah, sure does. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So they're all like sort of burning up. Suffice it to say, yep. Um, Judge Axel dies. <laughs> yeah, there, there's. It's a really anticlimactic fight between Terrible Judge fight. Axel and Michael Moriarty, and the boy is the actually, actually the one who drives a, an American flag, which through his his heart again with like there's something going on there, but I can't put my finger yeah, on. I don't know what, what you're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it, but you're clearly trying to do something. You know, yeah. because of lines like "God forgives us." Yeah. And is real the whole time. Yep. Eli. 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 Give me the blood, Eli. <laughs> um, there will be blood. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> ah. And then we get uh, the doctor pulling up in the bus <laughs> that was left over from all <laughs> the, the one dead that, people. Yeah, the one that 30 people died in. Which I guess uh, that was the only reason for that bus. Just to get them out of Dodge? I guess. They still had that car. 
They still he, had Peter Falk's car. He took the bus. Peter Falk is uh, <laughs> yeah. the doctor. The doctor. Because of his voice. Uh, and then they, they sort of just roll out of town. Yeah. Uh, and Three new friends. Yeah. All, all the vampires sort of burn up. Uh, they're left frying out in the, out in the sun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Do you see when Tara Reid dies? Yeah. <laughs> She's sort of like... She like self... Immolates. It's great. There's a. She like walks into like a box full of fire. Yeah. There's in the foreground. There is a coffin on fire. Oh God. And then she walks clearly behind it. There's another one of that. And then she just sort that. of like melts backwards into it. There's another instance of that where someone gets a stake driven I through know their exactly heart. What you're talking about. And it is so you can just like see the gap between their torso and their armpit. Yeah. Where the stake gets driven. It's right. Real it, chintzy. I don't know where twelve million dollars goes. It's supposed to be some perspective kind of thing, but it, a Peter Jackson, you are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's also not nineteen ten, so I right. can't be tripped to the moon. It, it's really yeah. It, it's sort of like I don't know if you were if you were like ten years old and you were trying to make like if you were a little Spielberg. Oh, I'm sure I did that, and that's what you're. I was a little Spielberg. So yeah. please change your tone. <laughs> Little baby Spielberg, Spielberg baby, action. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they just sort of ride off into the sunset. Yeah, and that's it. That's our dumb movie. Yeah, a return to Salem's Lot. Yeah, uh, better than the first one. I enjoyed it more than the first one. I gotta say, I enjoyed it more than the first one. Also, um, you know what? We'll get to that. Let's let's plow through our end of the show. Our bits? Yeah. Sure. So uh, let's start with our king tropes. All right. I I do have... It's a short drop. Okay. (laughs) In the book I'm working on now, there's a spooky monster. (laughs) (laughs) That's the voice of Stephen King. It sure is. (laughs) (laughs) Dan has not heard any of these yet. (laughs) I I really like that. Yeah, it's good. Um... King tropes. Yeah. Let's start at the end since we're here already. Sure. Um, I would argue that surrogate family. Surrogate family. Yeah. Yep. It, generations: grandpa, dad, and son. Oh, <laughs> you said generation grandpa like it was a is Gen X. Yeah, yeah. Generation grandpa. Millennials and generation grandpa. <laughs> yeah. These kids now, <laughs> they're real into their uh, their old timey <laughs> jazz and their seventy eights. <laughs> Betty White's new prank show, Generation Grandpa. So, yeah, surrogate family, certainly one. Yep. Um, obstinate gas station attendant. Yes. Um, precocious kids. No, uh, yeah, no bullies, but hmm. there was uh, oh, the gas station attendant. I, he has a great scene where. Oh, when he goes whoosh yeah, into the scene. A lot of people swooping into the <laughs> shot. Yeah. People are coming at in yeah. like There's they're basically si- like swinging in on a vine and then just <laughs> ditching the vine before they get into frame. <laughs> they're all on dollies. Everyone is a Starlight Express. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Michael Moriarty is looking for him at the gas station. He's like standing near the little shack. Yeah. And uh, he's near just like the frame of a window, and that guy just swoops in so fluidly. Yeah. Grace and beauty. Um. Uh, any tropes? Any other tropes? I'm trying to... Th- I don't think Platonic so. Platonic adult-child relationships. Man. Sure, they're father and son, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah. You could argue there's a... It's not platonic, but a, a 
an adult child relationship with Michael Moriarty and that 17 year old girl. He's I would make fucking. that argument. <laughs> it's two separate adult child relationships. Yeah. Um, you know what though? Like, even if those are the only three, I'm sure the, please write us and let us know if we missed anything. Yeah. Please watch this and, and yeah, let us know. I would, I would very seriously recommend watching this. Thing, I, would, it's I would too. Crazy. Yeah. Honestly, email us and we'll make it available to you. Yeah. Um, no, it's, but I think it's weird that Stephen King has like zero involvement in this and we still find these the silly tropes. tropes. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, like the gas station attendant thing, which to me is so inextricably linked to Stephen King. Like, mm-hmm. That episode of South Park where they do a gas station attendant. Yeah. It's like a direct parody of like Children of the Corn or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for him to not be involved with this at all and to have and that make have, it through. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I would also, I would recommend this. I would, this is a, a so bad it's good movie for sure. Yeah. It, it, it's not, it honestly like Maximum Overdrive managed to bore me yes. after a certain point. This was not boring. This is a romp. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that you start at um It's got everything. You start in the Amazon and you end with a Nazi hunter driving yes. a bus. I feel like that's a great A to B. Yeah. And it's it's a fun journey. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, definitely an A to B. Yeah. <laughs> um do we have anybody for our in memoriam? Anybody die I would argue that because this movie makes no sense, everyone who died makes the in memoriam real. Should should we play some some in memoriam music. Sure. I know you're still living your life after death. Hey, those punk kids. Yeah. Rest in peace. Everyone on that bus. Oh, they, they didn't. They, they didn't, didn't have need, to go. They didn't have to go. Rest in peace, guys. Um, all the vampires. <laughs> you rest in peace too. Why not? <laughs> this movie's dumb. Nothing yep. matters. Um, and that's oh, I am IMDb, my uh, favorite segment where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average user score on IMDb.com. Right now, this movie manages to have <laughs> a 4.2 out of 10, right? Based on 2,350 ratings, right? I think that's too high. I think that's too high by about 4.0 per uh, <laughs> zero stars, yes. Um, I will give it that point to uh, Snells. <laughs> what what would you rate this movie? Um, like yeah, it, as all, a as an Ebert, yeah, no, it, or as a as just a Dan, as just a Dan. You're is it something that you would revisit? Is it fun? I know it. It's not a good movie. No, we're not, we, no, we're making no no bones about that. No, um, I honestly. In terms of sheer entertainment value, uh, even from my uh, shitty little perch yep. that I judge things from. Yes. Sorry for burping a little bit into the microphone. Three. I uh, give it a three. I was going to give it a three also. I, I really feel like I would show this to other people. Yeah. We'd only watch it once, but I would show it to other people. I think the the friends that I have that I've shown, like The Room... Might enjoy this. Now, that's interesting. Would you... Is this on par with the room in terms of like... How bad it is? Sadistic pleasure. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Schadenfreude? I think the room still has... It, it still ta- it has the crown there. Yeah. But... There's something so weirdly cohesive about the room. Yeah. Like the way in which it's bad. It, there's like no stone left unturned. Yeah. I was this actually, is... I was reading about the... the 
movie they're making about the room, yeah. the Franco joint. Not sure how I feel about that. I don't know. It's got June Diane Rayfield in it. Okay. As um, uh, who's you know the friend? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, the friend. Uh, what's her name? Michelle. M- yeah, Michelle. Oh, hi, Michelle. And, yeah. Uh, Zooks is in it as. I don't think I don't know if anybody from the movie. Okay. Uh, Paul Shear is also in it. This is weird. Yeah, it's actually has a pretty awesome cast. All right, that's what they said about Hell Baby. So we'll see. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Come on the show whenever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I would recommend watching this. So I definitely think anybody who listens to this should watch that movie. Yeah, th- this is um, I, I had fun doing this episode. Yeah, I don't feel like any. Uh, just description of it will do it justice. There's yeah. like, there's a quality to it that I wish I like, we were talking about this. It was so hard to pull clips and the clips are so, like we said, like they're so yeah. Long we had that one clip that was like, so they're so like fucking dense with shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so impacted with absolute shit. It's real. It's, it is a, it's an impacted stool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I would recommend this to anyone. If you like this episode, definitely seek it out. Mm-hmm. Revisit it. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got yeah. to say. Big fan. So next week. Oh, baby. Baby. Next so, week we will be doing... The Running Man? The Running Man. Ooh. And yeah. we will have a guest. Yeah. I won't say who. Yeah. Because we're not sure yet. Because TBD. Yeah, it's very TBD right now. But uh, it's one of two very excellent people. Yes. So, so that's gonna be fun. That's one of my favorites. I, I we rewatched it recently, and it's I unbelievably good. Yeah. I'm, unironically, <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> uh, any an exploding head in the first like yeah, ten minutes. Right. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, where's that available? Do we know? Uh, that is available. It's only available to rent. I think you have to pay for it on YouTube, iTunes, Google play and voodoo. Not bad. Yeah. I have to discourage anyone from using voodoo. Okay. Watch. I had a bad experience with it. I had to watch silver bullet on voodoo and it, uh, did me wrong. Oh yeah. All right. Well, so, fuck you. Voodoo. Also it's owned by Walmart and they're a, a, a terrible company. They're so, monsters. Yeah. Um, if you like the show, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Guys, I cannot stress this enough. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it's fun for us to see when you do. Yeah. It feels it, good. It, it feels great. We text each other about it. We, we get giddy over it. Also, whatever you're listening to this on, whatever you downloaded this podcast on, you can rate our show Somehow. on that same yeah. device. Yes. So it like incredibly easily. Here, let's walk them through it on iTunes. <laughs> In the podcast app, you go to the search, right? You go to the, you type in King Me. Right. You go to our show page and it will say, write a review and you give us five stars and you say a nice little bit of something. Yeah. Uh, so thanks in advance, babe. <laughs> if you, uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at kingmepod at gmail.com. That's you can right. Follow us on Twitter at kingmepod. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook. Yep, like our Facebook page. We interact with people there. We do. Yeah. We're really good like yeah. that. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'll um, talk to everybody. Yeah, uh, Twitter's cool. I, I've been getting more active on our Twitter account, so yeah, it's a good time, If you time, contact guys. me, I will acknowledge you begrudgingly. Uh, yeah. 
Also, check out uh, our other podcast, Introducing the First Appearance, where we talk about the first appearance of comic book characters. I don't, that's your bag. I don't know what'll be the most recent issue as of the time of this recording, because we're a little bit ahead schedule-wise. But as of the time we of... We will the- have just done, like, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Black Panther. Oh, yeah. all in one app? No, no, oh, over You're the course like of a, a few weeks. A Civil War month? Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very exciting. Yep. So, um... That's they'll do it for this week. All right. Uh, and until next time, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Yeah.